Life presents various issues with a multitude of solutions. Having issues is easy. Getting to the solutions is hard. If you're up for a good challenge, stay tuned and welcome to Qualified Issues. I'm Carissa Galloway. I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas. And during this episode of season two, which is all about perspective, we're going to talk about the role of environment. Now, last podcast, I talked about the age old argument of nature versus nurture. Well, inside that argument, nurture, we have environment. Now, All definitions for today's podcast come from merriam-webster.com. The definition of nurture is to supply with nourishment, educate, foster, to further the development of. A good synonym for nurture is nourish. So that kind of begs the question, where is your nourishment coming from? Because when it comes to environment, we are talking about being influenced being taught. Is that nourishment good for you? I like this metaphor. So think of life as a journey. You're walking through a forest on a path. You're holding an empty basket. Everyone you encounter on that path has their own basket, but they have fruit to offer you. You can choose good fruit or bad fruit, but whatever fruit you choose to take on will eventually become part of your perspective and maybe even your identity. So how do you know if it's bad fruit? Well, it's rotten. Uh, The definition of rotten is morally corrupt, extremely unpleasant or inferior, very uncomfortable, of very poor quality, lousy, abominable. Some sort of real life examples of bad fruit would be financial irresponsibility, uh, feeling like you're justified or receiving a pass to hurt someone mentally, emotionally, or physically. Greed, selfishness. When I talk about selfishness, I am not talking about letting go of self-care. That is different. Um, Another example of bad fruit, spewing negativity onto others. Lying, stealing, cheating. How do you know if it's good fruit? Well, it gives nourishment. Probably tastes good too. Definition of nourishment is sustenance. And the definition of sustenance is means of support maintenance, living, something that gives support, endurance, or strength, a supplying or being supplied with the necessaries of life. So going to necessaries or necessities of life, it makes me think of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Some examples of good fruit, responsible money management, showing love and care to others in every way, Giving to others at times instead of always taking for ourselves. Using self-care so we can care for other people. Pouring positivity onto others. Honesty, accountability, responsibility. So remember, as you go about your day, as you go about your month, your year, that you have a choice. You can choose to put good fruit in your basket and receive that nourishment, or you can put bad fruit in your basket. And then that might influence you to do some things that 
probably aren't very beneficial to you or other people. Now we're going to go back to the concept of a two-way door. This was discussed in the last podcast. The environment does act on the individual. That's our external locus of control idea. But the environment can also be acted on by the individual, and that's our internal locus of control idea. Just as we can be influenced, so too can other people be influenced. Therefore, it is very important to be mindful, bringing in the concept of self-awareness, being mindful of the influence we have over other people. Are we offering them good fruit or bad fruit? If it's bad fruit, then we may need to take a look at our level of self-awareness and eventually work through a change in our lives so that we are offering good fruit. Now here we're going to bring in Bronfenbrenner's bioecological model. This comes from study.com with Adam Degree and Karen Gonzalez. They are contributors and the article was updated in June of 2022. This model is used to examine growing and changing environmental factors developing over an individual's lifespan. That's a kind of complex mouthful right there. So we're going to break down this model and explain how it's applicable to environment and therefore to perspective. So there's four categories in this model, person, processes, context, and time. In the category of person, the website says, quote, Bronfenbrenner recognizes that development is influenced by personal factors such as beliefs, skills, and perceptions, end quote. So basically what they're saying is our courses of life are dependent on these factors. If I am good at art, I will most likely pursue something in that field. If I am good at understanding complex science, I will most likely move toward a career in science. Someone who believes that faith trumps science may work towards becoming a spiritual leader, whereas someone who does not have a religion may pursue causes that are more scientifically driven. The second category, processes, is a, quote, processes of reciprocal interaction play out in everyone's lives, unquote. What that means is when you do something beneficial, you are benefited, which will prompt or influence you to continue doing beneficial things. Kind of like rewards for good behavior acting as a motivating factor to continue having good behavior. So if a child uh, does their chore and does it well, you might give them some extra allowance money or a treat. Well, that is going to influence that child to want to keep obeying and doing those chores and doing them well. So that is the processes of reciprocal interaction. The third category is context. The website says, quote, context refers to the interconnected systems that make up a person's ecology, such as their home or workplace, end quote. How you interact with someone in your family at home will most likely differ from how you interact with them in your place of work or even in public. Context matters. And it doesn't just matter with physical location. Okay? The, the uh, definition of context is, quote, the interrelated conditions in which something exists or occurs, end quote. So here's a great example. Let's say you see someone pull out an umbrella. You might automatically assume it is raining or going to rain, but that might not always be true. 
In the context of a rainy day, an umbrella is being used for protection from getting wet. But in the context of a sunny day, an umbrella is being used for protection from the sun and heat. Always make sure that whether you're reading something um, or trying to understand what somebody is saying or looking at how a certain relationship plays out, make sure you always consider the context, the, the conditions that are related in which something exists or occurs. So don't forget that definition. It's very, very important. The fourth category in this model is time. And this refers to, quote, the way people think about time, end quote. All right, so bear with me. This is a, a, an article. It's called Timing is Everything, Coronavirus and the Chronosystem. This is by Ellen R. Mukahi in August 2020. And the website is nacada.ksu.edu. Now, this is a mouthful also. This is a very sort of complex mouthful quote here, but she says, quote, the concept of the influence of time was separated by Bronfenbrenner into levels of time or tracks of time that may be differentially influential, such as exactly when a student attended college, end quote. Now, here's a little bit more simplified quote of hers also. Quote, now is a good time to reflect on just how much our current time will impact our time ahead, unquote. My translation is this. How will this moment in time affect you in the future? It makes you think about choices. For example, if you choose to get into a car with someone who has been drinking, how will that affect your future? If you choose to finish an assignment ahead of time, how will that affect your future? This kind of goes back to the idea of accountability. We are all accountable and responsible for the choices we make. If I choose not to get into that car with that person, yeah, the friendship might be a little hurt. That person might be a little, as we say, butt hurt, you know, that you didn't go with me in the car. On the other hand, if I choose to get into the car and they've been drinking and we get into an accident and I get hurt, there's really no one else to blame but me, right? Because I knew they were drunk. I knew they'd been drinking. I chose to get into the car anyway, knowing what the possible consequences were. Now, of course, that person will be held accountable, um, whether it's a DUI or, you know, unfortunately, a court case maybe for um, injuring you and maybe somebody else in another car. But you can see where the concept of the influence of time really does kind of lead us back to that idea of accountability, which is part of just being self-aware, making making thoughtful, intentional, purposeful, meaningful decisions. All right, so let's go back to the study.com site. It says, quote, the interaction of these four categories is what influences human development, unquote. So think about how each moment in your life affects or has affected you. Think about how every context you have ever found yourself in, like workspace, houses, schools, has affected you. How have your beliefs, skills, and perceptions affected you? How did they influence the choices you made, the friends you have had? And then finally, how have your choices with regard to good or bad behavior affected you? Did you receive rewards or benefits from good behavior, or was it ignored? And how did that response affect you? So now we're going to move on to the five systems of Bronfenbrenner's bioecological model. Again, this is from study.com, but this is 
um, even back in grad school when we learned about this model, these are the five systems of this model. And it's a very, very interesting one. I, I definitely would encourage everybody to go and, and uh, search this up and read more into it. So the five systems are the microsystem, the mesosystem, the exosystem, the macrosystem, and the chronosystem. Now, the chronosystem is going to be incorporated into each of these systems. And you'll see what I mean as we kind of work through this. So the first system is the microsystem. Now, in the beginning of time for your life, so from the time you were born, your microsystem most likely uh, consisted of parents or caregivers, possibly daycare friends and workers, maybe even religious leaders. As you get older, your system, so older, we're going through time here, the chronosystem, your microsystem as you got older probably included uh, the context of school, which includes teachers and friends. And then as you get even older, professors, bosses, coworkers, customers, clients. So the microsystem really is about relationships, how we are relating to, to people and how they're relating to us. Now, the mesosystem is where those microsystem interactions are influenced. They kind of act on each other and they're connected. So a mesosystem interaction would be when your friend meets your parents or when your parents meet the teacher. The third system is the exosystem. This is uh, larger institutions that affect the microsystem. Now, as a baby, we're not really aware of these institutions, but as you reach school age, for example, you might have um, an environmental impact from the school district that you're in. Um, and then as you get even older, like middle, high school even, maybe the news outlets have an impact on you. Government agencies. Uh, as we move through time, the chrono system, we get older. Universities, financial institutions, lawmakers, government agencies. So you see as we move through time how each of these systems expand. So the impact, the influence, the interactions you have over time become complex. They become interconnected. The last system, uh, foregoing the chrono system here, but the fourth system is the macro system. They say this is the culture that saturates all other systems. This is a major influence in one's view or perception of the exosystem and microsystem. In my opinion, culture is the biggest factor in what your perspective filter is made out of. As culture incorporates events, experiences, traditions, beliefs, relationships, and more. And it's a two-way door. Culture is built from traditions which are built upon by agreed perspectives of a group. So this shows us how generations build upon each other to either maintain or discard those traditions, thus solidifying, enhancing, or totally changing what that culture looks like today. So even with this idea of culture, you can see how the chronosystem, which is also called a time element, you can see how that plays out over time, how all of this plays out over time. Uh, the chrono system, like I said, is a time element. And what they say is that it, it, it encompasses major changes that influences one's development. If you think about it, the chrono system, I think, is the most interesting part of this model because 
if you think about how unique and individual each of us are to begin with, okay, so a whole bunch of babies, we're all individual, we're all unique from each other. And then you throw in different parents that already have all these systems in place over their time, over their life. It becomes very clear just how unique every single one of our lives are, which is why when you do go to therapy, you definitely want to make sure you have a therapist who sees the uniqueness of each of your systems over your span of life. So the bioecological model does posit quite a few questions here. Number one, what is your role in other people's environments? Uh, Your roles might be you're an offspring. You're a parent, you're a spouse, you're a teacher, you're a boss, you're a religious leader, etc. How does each role affect your choices and behavior? How does each role affect your beliefs about yourself, others, and the world? How does it affect your perception? Does your behavior need to change to have a more positive and beneficial impact on other people? Do boundaries need to be created? Why? What is their purpose? Determining your role may beg a much bigger question. What is your purpose here? Now, purpose may change depending on the role you are in at that specific moment. For example, if I am working, my purpose is on the client I am in session with. Okay, it's on helping that person. But when I'm with my children, my purpose is to behave as their parent. With my friends, my purpose is to behave as a loving, caring friend. So you can see how your purpose is going to change. Okay, that those very specific role purposes. But thinking about those roles and those role purposes, it does beg that bigger question. What is your purpose here? And that's a really big question. So with all of the uh, discussion about environment and the two-way door of how the individual and the environment act upon each other, I like the phrase, you get what you give. This is a reference to that two-way door in regards to environment. Now, if you are giving somebody love and attention, you're not going to see the outcome, the quote-unquote give, from the other person right away. So you have to exercise patience and love as positive motivation goes a much longer way than negative interactions to other people's bad behavior. So if somebody has a bad behavior, and maybe they're just mean and nasty to you, but you feel like this is somebody that you want to influence in a positive way. You're not going to be able to influence them in a positive way if you are reacting negatively. Instead, you want to have a thoughtful response, thoughtful, positive, beneficial response to that person. Because just like it takes time for you to make a change to any bad behavior you may have, it also takes other people time to make those changes as well. Some may not take as long as you, but others may need more time than you do. So I really want to encourage everyone to consider the outcome for the other person and yourselves when making choices about speech and action in every environmental element you encounter. That wraps it up for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about today's podcast, please feel free to email me at fortheloveoftherapy at gmail.com. That's fortheloveoftherapy at gmail.com. Remember, a podcast is never a substitute for therapy with a mental health professional. I am Carissa Galloway. This has been Qualified Issues, and I hope you will join me next time.